Vikings are the hottest team and probably the best story in the NFL. If the Vikings as a team aren't the best story, then Josh Dobbs is. We have so much to talk about. Let's get to it here on the Viking Update Show. Uh, we're with John Krasinski from The Athletic. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Brandon Morton is our longtime producer. Just to let you know, if you want, like any show, including this one at talknorth.com, best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Uh, thanks to our longtime sponsor, Twill in the Dining Galleria. Thanks. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Thanks to Aquarius. Thanks also to TSR Injury Law, Star Bank, and Tuttles, who, who hosts so many of our live shows at talknorth.com. Uh, let's get right to it, John. Um, that <laughs> I, I don't know what's more remarkable. Uh, they're basically on their fourth quarterback. They've had a five-game winning streak with three different starting quarterbacks. The Josh Dobbs looks like a world beater, that they're winning without Justin Jefferson, that they're in a playoff spot at this point. Uh, I, I, it's, it's, all, it's all just not only is it fascinating, it's entertaining. This is a fun team to watch. It's it's incredible. Um, you know, it, it's funny. I'm I'm in San Francisco right now, Jim, and uh, for the Wolves and the Warriors, they played last night. They will play again on um, Tuesday, and so I came in, and so I did not go to the game on Sunday. But uh, we were at uh, the Chase Center at where the Warriors play, and my friend and colleague Marcus Thompson from the athletic, um, you know, great, uh, columnist. He writes about the warriors and the Niners and, and kind of everything in the Bay area. And, and he looked at me and he said, you didn't go to the game today, huh? And I was like, nah, I, I came. He's like, are you sure about that? It's a pretty good story. <laughs> it's a pretty good story. Uh, in Viking land. I'm like, yeah, it's a hell of a story right now. So, I mean, it's just, everyone, it, you know, is, is certainly, aware of Dobbs sanity of, you know, what this team is doing right now. And it's just, um, it's a heck of a lot of fun to see and completely unexpected when you think about how miserable we all were watching this product at the start of the season to where it is now. It's so invigorating and, and improbable and just everything that makes sports great. No doubt about it. And, uh, a lot of people to credit here. I think probably the place to start is Kevin O'Connell. Um, you know, helping them weather the a bunch of early, depressing, close losses where they probably know they should have won at least a couple of those. Uh, getting Hawkinson back up to being a, a, an excellent player, so the guy was fumbling and bobbling a lot of passes early. Uh, transitioning from Cousins to Jaron Hall to Josh Dobbs, who plays a position completely unlike uh, Kirk Cousins and has played extremely well for a game and a half or so. Uh, it, it's remarkable stuff. I also think. And we can get to all this in, in piecemeal fashion as we go forward. I also think if you look at the numbers, the defensive ratings uh, for this for Brian Flores' defense since you know that bad start, I mean, they're up there like top five, top seven in the NFL in almost every category. So I think we're seeing great coaching, and we're seeing maybe just a once-in-a-lifetime type of story with Josh Dobbs. Because you know, when Case Keenum came in, Case Keenum led this team to 13 victories. But he was kind of, they had the number one rated defense in the NFL. It was a team that relied on great defense, a powerhouse running game, and, you know, just needed Keenum to kind of convert some third downs, which he did very well for most of that year. This is different. Dobbs is making plays. Dobbs is the one making things happen, even without Justin Jefferson. Also, Keenum was here from the start of that season, right. pretty much, right? I mean, yeah. like he, 
knew the offense. He had been through things. He knew the players and the teammates. And Dobbs has parachuted in, um, you know, jumping out of the rocket and is uh, playing with the command of the offense like he has been here all season. I mean, that to me is the remarkable thing is, you know, he is making great throws, making great reads, you know, understanding when to run and when not to, um, and just looking like a player who has just been here for, you know, for months, if not year or more. And so that to me is, is what makes this even more improbable than the case Keenum story, which was awesome. Like it was so cool to see, this journeyman backup that nobody really believed in come in and, and, and just galvanize the team the way that case Keenum did. Uh, but Dobbs is galvanizing them in a different way where with his running, with his passing, with all of the, everything around him, he feels like he makes it look like they're dangerous. Whereas Keenum was, man, isn't this a cool story of a guy making plays and, you know, Zim said, I, you know, he's got big balls and he takes chances, but Dobbs looks like he has real skill and real ability and, and, and is a hard quarterback to game plan for from an opposing defensive standpoint. So, um, you know, we can get into it later, but, you know, Quasi Adolfo Mensa deserves a heck of a lot of credit for, for his last two trade deadlines and, and just seeing Josh Dobbs come in there and be dynamic in the position is, is something else. It is. And, you know, I tried to write about this in the Monday paper. It's a weird, kind of a weird topic, but usually, you know, Dobbs seems to have a multiple, multiple capabilities of proving how smart he is. In other words, the coaching ranks and the backup quarterback ranks are filled with smart players who couldn't translate that intelligence into on-field success, and the and running quarterbacks that seems to be a completely different mental discipline. You know, when do you run? How do you run? When do you get down? When do you make the, take the, the calculated risk to try to get a touchdown or, an, or a first down or an extra yard? And so many athletes who are capable of running around as quarterbacks don't make those decisions very well. Either they get themselves crushed or they dive just short of the first down marker or they fumble reaching out. I mean, it's like two different mental disciplines and Dobbs seems to have complete command in both cases. Yeah, it's it's a really great point. And um, so last Sunday after the Atlanta game, I called uh, Dobbs's old coach at Tennessee, Butch Jones. He's at Arkansas State now just to try and get some context on him and and understand some things about how he goes about his business. And one of the things that that Butch told me was that one, he, one of his defining qualities is he is so intelligent, but he is able to relate to everyone on the yeah. roster. You know, we're talking about Jim, like a level of intelligence that is through the roof. Like, I mean, there are smart quarterbacks, there are smart players, there are smart journalists, there are smart, you know, all sorts of people. Josh Dobbs is a freaking astronaut. Like he, like he is a, an, like a ridiculously intelligent person. And many times, People that smart sometimes have a hard time, you know, do, you know, just kind of in everyday life, having normal conversations, relating to people in all walks of life at all different levels of, of skill and, and, and smarts and everything. But Dobbs, from what Jones told me and what we are already seeing now with the Vikings is clear, is that 
that's not an issue for him. He he is highly book smart, but also he has a very high emotional IQ where like it's clear that he's a good leader, that he can figure out how to communicate with his receivers, with his offensive linemen, with with that with his coaches, with everyone around him so that they understand him, they follow him and then he puts all of that feel um on you know into practice on the field like he is clearly absorbing the playbook very quickly he is he he's understanding things at a schematic level but then he has he has show, so far shown this really great innate feel for the game and instincts and and all of those things so it's been a a, a really great combination for him and something that the Vikings have desperately needed. And now they're, now they're thriving with him. Yes, no doubt about it. Uh, we're going to get to much more, including more on Dobbs, the defense, Flores, uh, the winning streak, everything else quickly. Just want to let you know, I was at the masters last year. Uh, I'm not really name dropping. I'm just saying this is actually something that happened. And I'm at the masters. And I'm wearing my Johnny O hat. Johnny O is a cool brand that you might not see everywhere. And I'm at the, uh, I'm standing there in the little press area and somebody says, how did you get a Johnny O hat? And I'm like, well, I shopped this place called Twill in the Dining Gallery in Minnesota. He's like, man, I, I love that stuff. I have trouble finding it. Uh, but that's why I go to Twill. He, you know, Scott Dayton is the kind of guy who's going to know what the cool or, or comfortable or, you know, best, uh, best stuff you can find on the market is. And he's going to have it in his store in the Dining Gallery and you might not be able to find it anywhere else. So, you know, Scott had told me the story of Johnny O and how that brand started. Uh, like, you know, the logo is a dude standing there with a surfboard. And now all of a sudden, you know, me, I don't know anything about fashion. I don't spend any time looking for new products or new brands. Now I have a closet full of Johnny O stuff because it's so comfortable. It looks so good. My wife loves it when I wear it. She will. She has gone and bought Johnny O stuff at Twill without me knowing that it'll fit me. It'll look good. It'll be comfortable. It's casual, but it looks a little. It can look dressy. Uh, it's my favorite hat, uh, other than my Talk North hats. Uh, that's the kind of stuff you're going to get at Twill. Go to twillmn.com to check out Scott's collections, or just stop by. Scott will probably be there. If Scott isn't there, his his veteran staff will be there. Nobody ever hassles you. They're just happy you walk in the store. They're happy to help, but you can browse. It's not a huge store. It's just got packed with really cool stuff like Johnny O. So check out twillmn.com. Uh, tell Scott or his staff that we sent you when you go in there. I also want to thank Aquarius Home Service. We are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studios. Football, eating chili, and cool, crisp air. you got to love fall, and it gets better. Aquarius has extended their Kinetico fall blowout sale to November 18th. That means 25% off the world's most efficient water treatment system. Enjoy spotless dishes, shiny fixtures, and purified drinking water. As your independent authorized Kinetico dealer, Aquarius is here to make your water worries go away. Enjoy 25% off and schedule your free water analysis today at KineticoMN.com. Aquarius, earning the right to be recommended. Tunnels is your Vikings headquarters for the best football party. They have great game day specials on Miller Lite and Coors Light tap beer. Tall stadium cups for just 5 bucks, plus $5 food specials, including brats, hot dogs, jumbo sloppy joes, and pulled pork sandwiches. If pizza's your thing, get 5 bucks off any large pizza. Tuttles has cool game day giveaways, too, including a free number board with your chance to win a $100 gift card. Take in all the Viking game, food, fun, and festivities at Tuttle's. Tuttle's Bar and Grill in Hopkins. Go Vikes. So back to Dobbs. I don't want to 
be a wet blanket about this story in any way. I, I love it. Uh, I love uh, you know his intelligence is real. His athletic ability is real. He's made great throws. Uh, he has everything you would want in a quarterback. The challenge, though, the challenge, and the reason why we see so many backup quarterbacks succeed for a certain amount of time and then disappear is it's the hardest job in sports. Dealing with defensive coordinators who have picked apart everything you do well and are going to make you adapt. That's why, as great as Dobbs has been, we have no idea where the story's going. We don't. And it, it, you're right in terms of, look, there is a reason he has been on seven teams, right? Right. In, in, in this short amount of time, not everyone and all of those teams are idiots. Right. And just like had this unbelievably talented quarterback at their disposal and just said, we don't want him. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, we, we don't want you, Josh Dobbs. Like we're, yeah, we're Mike trying Tomlin to doesn't know what he's from, done. Yeah, from Ben Roethlisberger, we're looking for somebody. We, we, we're not interested in a quarterback who can run like you can, who seems to be really accurate down the field, um, who is this hyper-intelligent, great leader and stuff like that. So there are there are reasons that he has bounced around, whether it's maybe decision-making or turnovers or, or, or things like that. Um, so how Kevin O'Connell and how this offense sort of works around Josh Dobbs and, and, and like tries to, as Tom Thibodeau always said, you know, maximize his strengths, minimize his weaknesses. Um, that's going to be the key to, to where this thing goes from now on, because the more tape that comes out, the more um, scheming and game planning defensive coordinators are going to be able to do. And there's going to probably be a time where Dobbs, has a bad game. I mean, he had a bad first couple of series in Atlanta and somehow found a way, but like, um, some there, there, there is something there that has caused Dobbs to bounce around the way that he has. And so now it is on O'Connell and the Vikings to just try and do as much as they can to cover whatever that is up and, and ride this as much as they can. But with kind of some of the talent around them in the receiving game with the way the offensive line is playing with the, the handle that O'Connell seems to have on the offense right now. I think it's fair to say that Dobbs is probably in maybe the best position to succeed that he's been in, in his career. But yeah, like when is the stagecoach going to turn into a pumpkin? We don't know. Um, but it's up to the Vikings to, to do whatever they can to, Keep that clock ticking as long as they as long as possible. And you know, this is one of our two football shows here at TalkNorth.com, two pro football shows. Mike Grimm also covers Go for Football for us. Uh, but so we have the Viking Update show with John Krasinski and myself offering the longtime writer Viking writer view. We also have Jeff Diamond, the former Vikings general manager, doing his own show. And he said last week that he really thought Josh Dobbs was good. He watched him. At, he lived in Tennessee when Dobbs was down there. He really liked Dobbs down there. He thought they had a chance. Um, so, you know, it's, I don't want to over project based on basically a game and a half, but as you said, there are, there's so many good components to his game and you know, he's smart enough and you know, he's athletic enough that who knows, you know, and, and we don't have to, I don't want to jump ahead. I don't want to start talking about Kirk Cousins future yet. I don't think Dobbs has earned, earned the right yet to be presumed, uh, next year starter. He's got a long way to go, but there are, there are reasons to believe in this guy. 
There are, and and I mean, this is the most obvious one, but I think it bears some conversation, Jim, is just it has been such a long time since we have seen a quarterback who can run in yeah. purple. And the dimension that it brings to an offense is noticeable and real and tangible and all those things. And, you know, it, it's, it feels like we're discovering that three points is worth more than two in the NBA right now, or something like something that is so obvious that where the league has been going over the last eight, nine years. Um, but the, the Vikings have not been that way with Brett Favre, with Kirk cousins, with a lot of like their pocket passers. Um, and, and so it's just been a different way of going about it. So when it happens right in front of you and you see it happen, get, you know, from play to play from the start of the game to the end and what sort of element of fear that instills in a defense and, you know, kind of how much easier it makes the offense to have success. It's, it feels like a revelation, even though it isn't, it's like, you know, you know, Oh, have you heard about the Lindbergh baby? You know, like that's, but that's the life that we are living right now as Vikings observers, having not had this type of a player at that position since Dante Culpepper. Um, oh man, and, you just stole it. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Uh, yeah. Upcoming Dante Culpepper reference. Uh, don't hold it against me. And then you drop Culpepper right on top of my head. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it though, right? I mean, that's that's the last time. I mean, Ponder ran, but only because he didn't know what else How to, to read do. The defense. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm mean, Joe Webb couldn't throw at all. That so that that is the one thing that that really struck me about the game, Jim was you know Dobbs is highlight real run for the touchdown was amazing. There's no question. But if you watch that play develop, he takes the snap and steps up in the pocket. There is a lane for him to take off and, and run much, much earlier than he actually did. And to me, that is so encouraging because that means that his eyes were down the field, that he was trying to make a play with his arm first. So he is not Joe Webb. You know, he's not um, a, a quarterback that absolutely has to run first and foremost, that that is his primary weapon. He sees himself as a passer first with the ability to run when he needs to. And so he tried to keep that play alive for a throw for as long as possible. And when it was clear that it wasn't going to happen, that it was breaking down, then he made the pirouette and took off and jaws dropped. And it was it was incredible. But that's the difference in the very little tastes we've had of a quote unquote running quarterback or a quarterback who could run um, over the last decade um, is, you know, Ponder and Joe Webb like had to run because there was no nothing else that they could do. Um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Kirk Cousins, Brett Favre, just pocket quarterbacks, Case Keenum, pocket quarterback, Sam Bradford, pocket quarterback. And so this is a guy who we have already seen in these first two games can make some throws down the field and really does maybe have an arm and can be accurate with it and wants to do it. But he can also be really explosive in the running game. And that's really tantalizing. 
It is. Uh, and I have another Culpepper thought here in a second. Uh, first, I want to let you know, uh, we really appreciate our, one of our longtime sponsors, TSR Injury Law. They also sponsor the John Krasinski Show, which is our Timberwolves show at TalkNorth.com. All you really need to know, all Steve Terry ever asked me to share with you is if you're ever injured, you just remember 612-TSR-TIME. 612-TSR-TIME. They will not charge you unless they win your case. They win a lot of cases. That's why they're such a great Minnesota success story. 612-TSR-TIME. Also want to let you know that you're not a customer number at StarBank and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be. A throwback to the good days. Mobile app check. Convenient services, you got it. Check out StarBank for yourself for deposits and lending solutions. Work with a local community bank that cares. StarBank.net, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Also want to thank Tuttles for sponsoring so many, sponsoring and hosting so many of our live shows. Uh, great, great partner to have along with Headflyer Brewing and some of our other uh, places that that, spot, that host so many of our live shows. Uh, let's, so my thought on Culpepper was that 2004 season, he was spectacular as a passer, and a runner. It was a great, it was at that point before, you know, we saw Brady and Manning really just explode as, as ridiculous uh, accumulators. Uh, that was one of the better seasons in NFL history combined running and passing. But then, you know, the next year you didn't have Burke as a center. He had trouble dealing with pressure up the middle. He didn't have, Culp- he didn't have uh, Moss to bail him out and things went South in all kinds of different ways. Uh, I just don't, you know, I think we've already we've what we've already seen with Dobbs is that he can deal with adversity. He's been put in all kinds of different adverse situations, and he's without Justin Jefferson, and it hasn't mattered. And guess what? We're no longer sitting here saying, "God, the offensive line isn't good enough," because when the offensive line collapses, Dobbs makes a play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line issues can be resolved by Dobbs' ability to extend plays and make plays that way, and. Um, you know, yeah, Dante also had the the knee injury and, yep. you know, and, uh, and all of that played into it. And, but there does seem to be some sort of, um, kind of substance about Dobbs that, that, that gives him the chance to be, to sustain this success that he's had. And I really do think that, you know, Dante was such a physically, overwhelming specimen big strong fast could throw the ball a mile was very accurate you know in that 04 season um made good decisions took off and run you know all of those things um Dobbs is is a great athlete he was a, a tremendous baseball player um you know he he can do all sorts of of different things but um just the way that he is processing things so quickly i think it's different. Um, it's, it, it's a little different with him and we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if he can build on it um, and, and sustain it. I mean, cause people do forget Jim how great Dante was before yes. everything went up. Like he was a great player in this league and so many things happened that, that, that derailed it, the injury and, and, and everything else. But um that's a that's a big mountain to climb for Dobbs to get into that conversation. But certainly there's a lot of tools that make you say, I want to see how this plays out because, um, you know, when is the other shoe going to drop? Because right now it looks pretty damn good. Three more topics today. There are a million things we could talk about and we'll continue to talk about everything uh, as the season progresses, both here and on the, the Jeff Diamond show. Three things. Uh, I thought Cam Akers was better than Madison. Now I think Ty Chandler's better than both of them. <laughs> 
really explosive, right? Fast. Look great. Like that's what you need. Just give me some dynamic play there. And and if he can hit those holes um, and use that speed to his advantage, uh, I, I like it. Um, I want to see, again, more of it to see, like, how he reads situations, what's he is, how is he as a blocker um, in the past game and all of those things. Let's see some versatility. But there's, yeah, there's definitely, there's that speed is is something that is really intriguing to me uh, just as a weapon. My dog's going to do a little screaming here. Uh, we'll just yeah, pause. Why not? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's like, no, I'm a Alexander Madison fan. How can you diss him? Give him another chance. He's very yes. upset about it. Um, and you know, and the other thing is, you know, one one of the things I've heard from so many people, fans and media people in this market in the last 24 hours has been, oh my God. Um, I'm going to let him just scream himself out. He's got out. Dob sanity. He's got he's Dob got sanity. Let he him, does. Yeah. Uh, he's let the, him get it off his chest. He'll be oh, fine in a minute. Okay. Um, so back with you now. And now I've lost all all train of thought. What the hell were we talking about? We were uh, let's see. We were talking about oh Chandler. Okay, yeah, and, and yeah. one thing I've heard around this market has been that hey, um, you know, God, they got so conservative in the second half, and and you know, it's just the easy thing to do is always pick on the offensive coordinator, the call play caller when things don't go right. If Chandler's thirty nine yard touchdown run doesn't get overturned because of a holding call that didn't really open the hole for him. Then we're talking about a 34 to 19 win, uh, and nobody's talking about being conservative. Uh, you know, ha- making you can, you're allowed to make big plays in the running game. We just might have forgotten about that. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, you're you are allowed to do that. Number one, number two. Let's also not nitpick the winning at this point. Yes, let's not <laughs> because you are having your fourth quarterback. You don't have Justin Jefferson. T.J. Hawkinson is playing hurt. Um, you know, you have all of these, it, KJ Osborne is out. Um, the, the quarterback is living out of a suitcase. Um, and I, for one would not entirely blame Kevin O'Connell in this situation. If you get the 24 to three lead, he, you're playing great. And in going into halftime, you come out and you say, look, let's just not beat ourselves here. Let's let's win this game now. Let like let's just let's run out the clock and do it. Um, th- there are no style points that need to happen right now. They just need to pile up wins until while they're waiting for Jefferson to get back, Osborne to get back, and kind of trying to get back to fully loaded. So um, I am not going to be one that says, well, they should have blown them out with their four string quarterback with all of these other things that are going on with them. Enjoy that victory. And and just get on to the next one. I really feel like a lot of Minnesota sports fans they have like a that play call sheet taped to their wrist, and it's <laughs> and it's like okay, complain about play calling second half of a victory if they don't score a lot of points. Like it's just so rote, you know. Uh, yeah, just just get the win in advance, and they are doing that right now. Uh, topic two: Brian Flores. Uh, since the rough start against some very good players and very good quarterbacks. Uh, his defense ranks top five, top seven in almost every major category, and he's doing it with people who couldn't get on the field last year. You know, Ivan Pace wouldn't have played last year. Josh Metellus was a special teamer last year. Some of the cornerbacks they're using this year wouldn't have made it on the field last year. Uh, he is he is everything they hoped he would be. I You know, we talked about this a lot going into the season. Um, you heard – all you heard from the players – 
was how much different this was, how great B flow was, um, you know, how determined they were to play, to play better than last season. And, you know, and man, without, with Ed Donatel out, um, this was going to be an entirely different defense. And that was all very encouraging at the time because you have to believe, you have to believe in the person who's leading you in the NFL or you're going nowhere. But at the same time was kind of rolling my eyes a little bit like, all right, guys, like, yeah, but where's the talent? Like, what Mm -hmm. are you going to do? And, and so my, one of my big questions about this team going into the season was, can a coordinator really sort of scheme up with a defense that appears to lack talent. Now I wasn't ready to blame Donatel for all of the ills of this defense. And I will, I wanted to see better play from a lot of the guys on the roster, Harrison Smith included, you know, a bunch of these guys and, and see it. But through this, you know, we're halfway through the season pretty much now, right. Or a little over halfway through. And, um, all of those bouquets that were going B flows way um, in, in the preseason in his training camp are deserved right now. He is scheming the heck out of this defense. Um, the way that he is pressuring, like the, the pressure rate that is, you know, easily far and away the, 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 the highest in the NFL um, and the way that he is putting players in positions to succeed. It's remarkable. It's head coach level stuff. Um, It's the kind of job that should get him another look at a head coaching job. We'll see if that happens this offseason. We'll see if some of his kind of confrontations and legal um, uh, fights against the owners hurt him in that or not. But he's been he's been incredible in that job. And the turnaround from literally the league's worst defense to one that is keeping them in games and helping them win games. It's been it, it's been a remarkable story that is only just getting a little overshadowed right now because of Dobbs, but he's that defense has been has been really good. It has been, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, last topic for today. Thanks again to everyone who listens to the shows. We do appreciate it. You can make a case that T.J. Hawkinson is the pivotal player on this roster. Uh, he had a lot of drops, fumbles, misplays early in the season that contributed heavily to close losses and the second half of this portion of the season, last five, six games, he has started making every catch playing through injuries. Uh, He's been absolutely spectacular and he's been the difference in a lot of victories. And I just wonder if that hold in prevented him from getting all the work in he needed to be really sharp early in the season. And now we're seeing him at in full flight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I'm just so impressed by, you know, you heard, I heard some of the players talking, uh, quoted after the game saying like they, you know, on Wednesday there, there's no way TJ is going to play in this game. He's just too banged up. And then to see him not only come out and play, but to be so involved in the offense, to be, uh, to make, you know, big plays down the field, to take big hits, to do all of those things remarkable. And that's where, I mean, Jim, like Kwesi Udafa picked up TJ Hawkinson for relative pittance. I know they paid him a lot this off season, but for, for relatively small return from Detroit at the trade deadline last year and Josh Dobbs for almost nothing at the trade deadline this year. Um, 
we can absolutely have conversations about his drafts, about some of the other additions that have been made, but he has hit absolute grand slams um, with two very important players at the trade deadline in a league that does not often make these kinds of big moves, significant moves at the deadline. And so uh, a kudos goes to Quazy for that because Hawkinson has now been really, really good. He was great last season and he's rounding into form and Dobbs has been a revelation. So um, tip of the cap to him. No doubt. Great stuff from John. Also check out the John Krasinski show, John's work on the Timberwolves who are also fascinating. We're let's, let's be honest. We are, I don't like the word blessed. We are very lucky right now. The wolves are fantastic to watch. The Vikings are fantastic to watch. The twins were a blast second half of their season. Uh, I think Gophers women's basketball is going to be a blast this year. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. I won't mention PJ Fleck, uh, but uh, hey, the, the Vikings, they're the best story in town. Enjoy it. Uh, thanks to John. Thanks to Brandon. We'll talk to you next week.